I'm Mike Vardy. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. (music) 
Peter Shankman is joining me here on the Productivity Podcast, and I couldn't be more delighted to have him on the show. Uh, he is the founder of Help a Reporter Out, better known as Harrow, and he has a new book coming out called Faster Than Normal, and we had a chance to chat and get to know each other in person at Tropical Think Tank. Uh, we uh, got a chance to uh, work together over at his Shank Minds community, and Peter's just a great guy. Uh, you're going to get a, a kick out of this interview, and uh, I hope you enjoy this discussion that I had with Peter Shankman, uh, the author of the new book, Faster Than Normal, here on the Productivityist Podcast. I'd like to welcome Peter Shankman to the Productivityist Podcast. Peter, thanks for joining me today. Ah, always a pleasure, man. Good to be here. So uh, this is an episode, for those of you listening, you do not want to listen to it at anything but one time speed. If you've got it at 1.25, 1.5, be careful, because Peter and I both have a tendency to speak faster than normal, which is, oddly enough, the title of your new book, Faster Than Normal, Turbocharge Your Focus. Yeah, Productivity and Success with the Secrets of the ADHD Brain. Peter and I had the chance to, uh, we've we've been, you know, connected online for years, but we finally got a chance to meet uh, at Chris Ducker's Tropical Think Tank. And uh, I, I had no idea that you were working on this book when we met. You have so many things, so many irons in the fire that this was just one of the things that kind of got glossed over. How, first off, how how are you able to manage? Uh, because I saw you working like a, like a, like a Tasmanian devil uh, during the during all the sessions. Yet you still didn't seem overwhelmed, out of place, uh, feeling like you know you weren't you weren't being attentive. You knew what was going on. Um, how are you able to do that? Like, how are you able to do that consistently, no less? I think just years and years of, <laughs> of doing it over and over. You know, you get to the point where you just, you know what you're doing and you know, more importantly, you know what, um, uh, you know what's happening and when you can focus on certain things, right? You know, I'm, I'm very aware of what's going on. I'm very aware of, of what sessions are happening. I'm very, I know the first five minutes of any session are not going to be, you know, important for some of any session are going to be people talking and sitting down. Like, you know, the next 10 minutes, it's all about how you put that stuff together. And what's interesting is that people who do that tend to do it without even realizing they're doing it. Right. It's just, it's one of those things that, especially when you have ADHD, it's one of those things that you just, you do, you start doing these things and you don't realize you're doing them. And, and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, well, what do you mean I'm being super uh, focused? No, that's just how I live my life. What are you talking about? You know, and there's no real difference. It's just, it's just sort of who you are and it's, it's how you create things. So the way you operate and one of the things you talk about, um, you know, as, 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 you know, is the idea of the gift of ADHD, which a lot of people, when they first hear ADHD, they're thinking, oh, uh, you know, I'm sorry you can't focus or I'm uh, sorry that, you know, you, you've got this, you know, it's almost like, hmm. But you've called it the gift of ADHD. Why? Why do you consider it to be a gift? Whereas so many other, oh, pe- so, yeah, so many other people gift. are like, ah, you know, I'm so frustrated that I have this. I think the reason that most people think that it's a horrible thing is because they live their lives in this. Uh, they, they're told that it's a horrible thing. You know, if you're if you're that's the dog analogy. If you're if you're a dog and you're smacked around, you're you're beaten down, you're going to eventually come to just assume all people are like that, right? If you're told from the second that you're diagnosed that you that this thing you have is a horrible thing and it's a disease and you need to fix it and it means that you're broken you know you're going to start believing that and what happened to me was i'm very fortunate i had parents who didn't necessarily think that and they well i well when i was a kid adhd didn't exist when i was a kid it was sit down you're disrupting the class disease 
right? Mm-hmm. And and o- over time, disrupting the class, uh, I had to find ways to not disrupt the class because when you get notes sent home uh, every day for three weeks in a row, to the point where your father calls the dean and or calls the uh, the the assistant principal of, of 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 you know the school and says, "I'm just curious, can you tell me if there's anything that um, my son has done right lately?" You know, that sort of, you, you got to learn how to handle that. So for me, it wasn't a question of going on meds. Um, nothing like that existed. It was a question of figuring out what to do to uh, improve, to be better. And so I didn't realize at the time, but everything I was doing, uh, as crazy as it seemed by other people and all that, turned into some sort of self-medication that wound up helping me. And, you know, it, so now when I do things like, understand that the first five minutes of a conference or a lecture or whatever aren't going to be that important. I don't need to pay attention to that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it helps. I can get through whatever. And so you just learn to sort of self-medicate and do these things. And you just have to, you have to understand that they're not crazy if they work. Right, right. Now, one of the things that, that you've done, and, and a lot of people probably have heard your name before, but like, why do I know the name Peter Shankman? In fact, it's how I, you know, basically got to know you. I mean, you, you founded... Harrow, help a reporter out. Um, yes, and did. and how how did that come to be? And how did maybe did ADHD play a role in in that whole thing? Because I mean, it, you know, there, there's this idea of, and I know I get these messages all the time. Hey, uh, you need to. I subscribe to Harrow, so it's like, okay, uh, we need someone that's an expert in this area. So I see all this stuff, and there's just so much information coming at you. Was that like a way of you saying, hey, I see this as a problem. I'm going to uh, I'm going to be able to, to kind of compartmentalize it and make make a solution for it? Or was it just some kind of thing that came to mind? You're like, I'm going to execute, like, I'm going to focus on this, hyper-focus on this, execute it, and kind of see what happens. So when you have ADHD, you usually have two speeds. My two speeds are, and only two speeds, my my only two speeds are namaste and I'll cut a bitch. <laughs> and what that essentially means is that the only way that I am... Uh, chances are, if I'm sitting next to you on an airplane, I'm talking to you. Right. Okay. I mean, unless you fake your own death, I don't know everything about you by the time we land. ADHD people are naturally curious. And so what I would wind up doing in my life is I would just talk to everyone. I would talk to everyone. And, you know, over time, my Rolodex got ridiculously big, ridiculously big and would start talking to people and figuring out what they're doing and how they're doing it. And so knowing reporters running a PR firm back in the day, reporters would call me and say, Peter, you talk to everyone. I'm doing a story on XYZ. Who do you know? Right? Who do you know who does this? Who do you know who does that? And I would say, oh, call this guy. He does that. Or call this person. And what wound up happening was over time, reporters would start calling and they'd say, okay, I need a, I need a person who does X, Y, Z. And someone over the New York Times told me that you know everyone. I'd be like, okay, great. And I'd have to spend like the next six hours trying to find a person. Right? I'm like, okay, there's got to be a better way to do this. So where most people would sit down and they'd do homework and they'd figure it out and they'd say, maybe I should do this. I'm like in an airport lounge in Houston. And I said, well, let me buy the domain name, Help a Reporter. Let me build a website. Okay, it's launched. Okay, I got to catch my flight now. <laughs> and I basically launched a company and you know landed. And I sent an email before I took off. I said, hey, guys, I'm launching this new thing. If you want to get queries from the media, just sign up here. And I landed with like 400 members, right? I'm like, okay, that works. Let's get a company now. And so <laughs> that's that's pretty much what I do. You know, and people with ADHD, that's, that's, that's why it's a gift because we don't, we, we 99.9% of the projects that never get done don't get done because people sit there, well, what if it fails? What if it, I'm like, okay, we'll try it. And if it fails, I'll just do something else. 
you know, at, at, shit, my first company, I started my first company, I went out on my own on the premise that, now, I didn't think it was if I fail, my premise was when I fail, mm. I'll get a job. Well, it's been like almost 20 years, I haven't had to get a job yet. It's been really cool. And so my belief is basically just like, I'm very lucky, and here's how I can keep doing what I'm doing and have fun with it. And, and, and that is a classic ADHD trait in that we love doing things that are fun because when you do things that are fun, you get the dopamine, the serotonin, the adrenaline, all those things you love having in your head, you get more of those when you are um, doing the things that you like. It's, the, it's, a, it's when you have to do the things you don't like that you have to put sort of these rituals into place to be able to stay productive because you're doing things, you know, when you do things you like, it's easy. You know, yeah. the dopamine's flowing, the adrenaline's flowing, you're happy. When you do things you don't like, that's boring as hell. So you have to figure out ways to stay motivated, ways to stay excited about the things you're doing. And that's, that's where sort of the, 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 the lessons and the, uh, the, the sort of uh, things that I've learned really come in handy. And that's the things that for people reading the book um, and listening to the podcast will get benefit out of whether you have ADHD or not. If you have ADHD – You'll learn how to how to better adjust to that. If you don't have ADHD, you'll learn how to just get a few hours of productivity back in your life every single day. You know, as as I'm, you know, one of the things you talk about the the, the life rules that you you follow to better accommodate yep. your ADHD brain. I look at these, I'm like, yeah, these are productivity. Like these these are the tenets of personal productivity as far as eliminate choice, right? Like, I mean, exactly. I and you you we when when we were in the philippines we talked about this a little bit is is my idea of of theming your time so when your brain goes um you know and this i i, I wouldn't say that i'm adhd in fact i think i was probably misdiagnosed i there's almost this idea that i have too much crap going on and that's probably why <laughs> and and what i loved about your story about about uh houston is that you it, it's almost like you had the idea and you said if i don't do this now it's not going to get done Exactly. Yeah. When you're ADHD, there are, there are only two types of time. There's now and there's not now. Right. right. And so you have to get – if I have to get something done, that's why it's so important to give me an actual deadline. If you are working with me, I require a deadline. Not Even if you say, I don't need you – know, just get it to me whenever. Get it to me whenever is the kiss of death mm. because get it to me whenever soon is not an actuality. Right. So if you say to me, I need something by Thursday at 4 p.m., I'm going to get it to you by Thursday at 4 p.m. If you say get, some, get it to me whenever you can, I'm going to start working on it until the next thing comes up. And then that's the most important thing. Right. So by giving me a deadline guarantees that I'll get it. And, and the great thing about the idea of, of working on that thing intently is that you're giving it that hyper focus, which, again, the idea of, of working faster than normal. Most people you know, spread that out over the course of one week, one month, three months. And then, I mean, you told me that the, I mean, you were, how long did it take you to write this book? We talked about a little bit off the top. It took you, what? The, the book was written between, uh, the book was written on two round trip flights that were back to back, one Newark to Tokyo, and then one Newark to Singapore. So Newark, Tokyo, and back, I think I wrote chapters one through five, Newark to Singapore, and back two days later, I wrote chapter six to 10. And that's the interesting thing, in that I had to give a speech in Tokyo, and then I had to give a speech in Singapore. And I could have very easily just gone from, Tokyo to Singapore, right? Mm -hmm. It would have been a three-hour trip. So I would have flown from New York, Tokyo, give my speech, had a couple of days to chill, then take a three-hour flight to Singapore, give my speech, and flown home. No, instead, I flew from Newark to Tokyo, gave my speech, flew back to Newark, so another 14 hours. The next day, got back on a plane, flew to Singapore, gave a speech. And I was like, dude, you spent an extra 28 hours in the air. What the hell's wrong with you? No, I wrote a bestseller. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's- That's it's, the only way I know how to write. Right. 
Right. And, and it was funny. I was listening to we were talking a bit about Mark Marin at the top of the, the before we started recording. But I was listening to Tim Ferriss talk to Bill Burr recently on an episode of the Tim Ferriss show. And Bill Burr was talking about depression. And it's interesting because he talks about he says, you know, like he he realized he's not clinical, but he has those thoughts of like, you know, I should do this. He goes, no, there's that thought. I should go, uh, you know, work out or I should go oh, cook yeah. something or I should go write this bit. And I think a lot of people, when you have that, those choices there, you 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 put yourself in a position to let that primitive part of your brain take over and go, eh, let's just do this. Let's just do the thing that's easy. Let's do, And you're right. Like, we don't want to do things that are hard. We would rather do things that are easy. But if the hard things are fun, and of course, and like I said, you know, I mean, we talked about theming time, you know, if, if you look at your day, and I'd, I'd be interested to know how you how you kind of routinize and ritualize your day, and we'll get to that in a second. But if, if one of my one of my tricks, and I teach this in time crafting is the idea that instead of asking yourself, what's next on my list, it should be, what day is it? And then the list gets smaller based on how you've defined the day. Oh, today is audio video day. Okay, well, what audio video yep. work should I do? Because and once you trust that, that's the thing. So you essentially, and which is, you know, talk about the gift of ADHD, you trust it implicitly, right? Not only do I trust it, but I've come to realize that it is that without it, I will fail. Okay. I mean, without having that sort of, so, so I just, it's funny. I have a, uh, I have more writing than I have to do. And I have, I mean, I can write a blog post here and there in my office, not a problem, but I have a, a proposal for a new book I want to write. And um, I literally sat down with my assistant this morning. I said, okay, when is my next cross country trip? She says, well, do you need an international or domestic? I'm like, no, I just need to go. I just need a West coast trip. Cause I only need to write a chapter. It's a proposal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, great. You're going to LA in October. Great. That's when I'll write it. And now I'm done. Now it's over. It's off my head and I feel better. Right. Because I know that it's going to get done on those five hours, six hours from New York to LA. But you know, the thing you said about, about getting that sort of those thoughts into your head, when you're ADHD, it's very, very easy to do two things. It's very easy to start something and run it from zero to 100 miles an hour in three seconds because that's how fast our brains ha- run. The problem with that, though, is that it works just the same when you have a negative thought. So I had a moment last night. I was trying for, I had a, uh, was trying for a morning show, uh, one of the national morning shows for the book. And they said, hey, we love the idea, but we're passing on this. Uh, we don't, we don't, you know, it doesn't. Okay. In, a, in the span of about 18 seconds, I went from having a really great day to hearing this news to realizing that nothing I've ever done in my life has been worth, worth anything. And I'm completely worthless and completely full of shit. And I'm an imposter and it's, it's horrible and I'm pathetic and I should just die. That's about 18 seconds. And that's how fast the brain works. And my next thought was, okay, well, now you're miserable, so what do you want to do? Well, you can go out and you can go to a bar, you can get drunk, you can eat four pizzas, you could you know, never work out again, undo all the positive stuff you've ever done. Or you could realize that you're an idiot for thinking like that and go get on your bike. Mm. And so you have to have these fail-safes. Yeah. And, I, and you have to have these fail-safes in, in life. Forget the fact that you're ADHD. The nice, it's, a, it's one of the things, but also in your life, you have to have these fail-safes that say, you know what? here's, you're going towards a negative place right now. Make this immediate right turn and prevent yourself from doing it. And I, to do that for me, and I'm not a shill for them. I paid for it. I don't, they don't, I don't work for them. I own a Peloton bike and that's that bike that's connected to the internet Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, you can take it. That thing has saved my life because I literally, I got the call. I was in my kitchen. I walked into my bedroom, getting undressed as I did. I I put on a pair of uh, uh, bike shorts. I put on my heart rate monitor. I found on-demand class, 45 minutes, kicked my ass, but created the dopamine, the serotonin, the adrenaline that had immediately unflooded my brain before when I got that phone call 
And I, I was right back in the game. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm not, I'm not useless. I, that was a professional setback. It'll take two seconds. Okay, I'm over it. Let's move on. So you have to have those fail safes um, to get you out of those situations because when your brain moves faster than normal, even when it doesn't, when you're a normal person, no matter what it is, it is so easy to go into that sort of death spire, as it were. Right, right. And you got to figure out a way to get out of that. So the other things you talk about are the idea of of eating well and sleeping well. And one of the things I've noticed lately, and this is something I've been focusing more on, is the idea that uh, I saw Rich Roll speak at World Domination Summit earlier this year, and uh, it was it was one of those moments where I'm like, you know, that how Rich looked before, I kind of look like now. Uh, so let me let me see what I could do about that. And what I've noticed is, again, for productivity across the board, the idea of eating well is helpful. I've, I've stripped, you know, I haven't eaten meat since July, like a mammal since July 2nd. Uh, you know, I've, I've basically stripped down my, uh, trying to get, you know, um, in terms of alcohol, I've, I've lowered the consumption of that. You don't drink at all, right? You don't. No, I quit. I quit. Cause it's, like I said, I don't have one drink. Yeah. Um, again, I, no, I don't have, namaste I don't have or, 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 but more slurred, exactly, more slurred. <laughs> same, I joke. I joke that it's uh, it's the same. I drink the same way I eat pizza. You know those people they they order a, a a pie and they have at home and it gets delivered. They have two slices. They put the rest in the fridge for what they call leftover pizza. Mm-hmm. Like the next day, that's not a thing <laughs> in my world. I have never had leftover pizza in the history of my life. So you buy a it's like if I order a, yeah you buy a six pack you you drink the six pack. Exactly. I buy a bottle of tequila. I drink the bottle of tequila. Right. And it's just like and I'm not trying to get drunk. It's just it's there. Right. So the only way it's, it's the classic line from war games, the movie, the only winning move is not to play. Right. Right. So it's very binary. Right. Like you almost have to. I mean, it's, exactly again, what it is. yeah, I mean, you you uh, the idea of sleeping well. Now, you get up really early and I'm not a morning person by any stretch of the imagination. But what I will say, and I've noticed this more since I started taking on personal monthly themes and and in the month of September, I did running and I'm actually running my first race. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one first race, yeah. I'm not being forced to run. Remember in school, you were forced to run races. <laughs> now I'm actually doing this. And I ran actually, as we're recording this yesterday, I ran, uh, I did my first 10k. So I actually ran yeah. and, and it felt it, it like you talk about the idea of, of, you know, the dopamine breaks and things like that. But I found that, um, even though I'm not up early as soon, one of, one of the first things I'll try to do, and I did this when I was in Nashville is I, is I did get up. And I, I, I went for that, that, you know, couch to 10 K run, which is, you know, obviously the run jog run or jog, walk, jog, walk. And I found that when I got back, I was ready to, to take on anything. And, and so tell me about your, you know, the idea of these dopamine breaks, because I think that, again, like you said, anybody can benefit from them, whether they are ADHD or or otherwise. Yeah, so I won't go into a meeting without having made sure that I have uh, done something to amp up my dopamine. It could be dropping and doing 20 push-ups before the meeting. It could be walking up 10 flights of stairs. Whatever it is, I have to do something to kick up my dopamine serotonin because I know that otherwise I'm not going to pay attention. And what's the point of my going to a meeting if I'm not going to pay attention? So for me, it's very much about having to do something to increase those pay attention chemicals, right? And so I make sure that I do something before every meeting that does that. And it sounds funny because you think, oh, dude, just pay attention. Oh, well, shit, you know, screw me, right? Can't believe I didn't think of that earlier. You know, no, it doesn't work like that. It's not that I don't want to pay attention. It's that I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, I I joke that I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm listening to you and I see your face and I see your lips moving and then somehow I'm thinking about how Roman sewage canals were constructed. And I don't exactly know how that happens, <laughs> but 
as long as I pay attention to my body and give my body what it needs, in this case, give my brain the dopamine, serotonin, and adrenaline it needs by doing something as simple as 20 push-ups or running up three flights of stairs, that's enough to get me through that meeting. And you know, there are other things you could do to prevent, like, so I, I only schedule meetings uh, one day a week. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the rest of the time is because think about it, you know, a 20 minute meeting is not 20 minutes. It's an hour to get there. It's 40 minutes this time. So, you know, you're killing yourself that way. So I schedule them one, one day a week. If you want to meet with me outside of that, sure we can, but it's going to be early, right? Let's have coffee at five 30 in the morning after my workout. Let's meet for a run. Let's meet for a bike ride, whatever. So I try to incorporate things that allow me to, uh, get the best of both worlds. But yeah, I have to make sure that I have Sort of, I don't want to say tricked my brain. It's not really a trick, but make sure that I've fed my brain what it needs to be able to be productive at that meeting. And that goes for pretty much everything. It goes for not only just um, not only just focusing on meetings, but it goes for you know my personal life too. When I come home and and see my daughter, I want to make sure that I'm in a good place and make sure I can focus on her and pay attention. So I I get outside of the the house before I open the door. I actually take a few minutes. I take ten deep breaths. I let myself calm down. I let myself get out of work mode right? And get back into personal mode. And that's huge because, you know, I want my, my daughter's four years old. I want her to, to, to understand that daddy is paying attention and, and, and fully present. I'm not on my phone. I'm not, you know, checking my email, whatever the case may be. All right. So as we, we hit the home stretch here and, and the things I'm going to talk to you about on, on the bonus episode is I want to talk about routines, your specific routines, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But I know, and and we you know we're again we're in the Philippines. We we're talking about this. What else have you been doing while we've been talking? Uh, currently, right now at this yeah. moment, I have been cleaning my office. Okay. okay, I have been I've been throwing out stuff on my desk that has accumulated over the past twenty four hours, and now it's much cleaner, and I'm much literally it's mu- I'm much calmer. So that's having yeah. just done that simple thing of throwing stuff out. I'm much calmer. And, and what's interesting is that you know the stories that we 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 shared. Uh, anybody who's talked to Peter, they're like, okay, we know that you're doing something else when you're talking to us, <laughs> but you're not, it's not, there's no, you know, there's no sense that you haven't been paying attention. And, oh, and, and I think that's one of the, the, the interesting things that I think people get wrong about people who have ADHD is that they're not paying attention. They're so, they seem to be preoccupied, but they're not. What, why do you think, like, how, how does someone break that pattern? Like, how do you know, I mean, it's like the stigma that's attached to it is, is the idea that, you know, ADHD, we talked about it earlier, this idea that you can't focus, which is not true. If anything, you could focus. No, it's not yeah, true. You, so you hyper. Yeah, exactly. So my next question revolves around like the things on your, on your list. Like how do you use like a calendar and to-do list in conjunction with one another? Because uh, obviously the calendar, you need to have those, those things that are sticky, right? The things like the deadlines and things like that, but, you, right. but you've got to have a, a to-do list as well. That kind of helps you guide, guide your way throughout things. How do you, how do you manage those things when you've got all these other ideas that could come into your brain at any second and you know that you either deal with them now or, or almost maybe not now or never? The majority of what I do, my, my entire schedule and calendar is managed by my assistant. Right. And I'm smart enough to know that I don't, uh, that I don't mess with that. Right. Right. I do not, I don't, I, I don't even have right access to my calendar anymore. All right. She took that away from mm-hmm. me because I would tend to screw it up. Right. So that's, and, and once you get over the indignity of that, it's perfectly okay mm-hmm. because I'd rather, I'd rather not have control over it. I'd rather, if I want to do something, ask Megan, Hey, when can I do this? And then she'll say, oh, you can do it now because I know that way it's going to be fine. I'm not going to mess it up. 
right? But, you know, as opposed to like scheduling three meetings at the same time on separate continents, which I may or may not have done. But um, (laughs) so, 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 so the goal for me is to make sure that everything I'm doing has a place and a merit. Um, so I have the calendar, I look at it, I have it open 24 hours a day, or at least, you know, all the time that I'm on my, uh, on my uh, computer. And then I also have Google keep. Um, and that's open all the time as well. And that really sort of acts as my to-do list, things I need to get, just get done and check mm-hmm. off. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of those types of things and being able to use those things, uh, in a way that works for me. So like in a, in a, um, a focused, you know, it, it sounds like, well, that doesn't work for me. Okay. I'm not saying it has to work for you. It works for me. Right. And that's the key. You know, it's not crazy. What you're doing is not crazy if it works for you. And a lot of people don't realize that. They're just like, oh, there's no way I could ever do that. That's crazy. No, it's crazy because it, it's, if it doesn't work for you, that just means it's crazy for you. Right, right. It doesn't mean it's crazy because for me, it's perfect. Right? You know, going on an airplane and writing a book might seem crazy to a lot of people. Well, I'm not asking a lot of people to do that. Right. It works for me. Right. Well, I mean, and that's, the, you know, again, a transcontinental flight, uh, there's really – you know, two options. Well, three sleep, watch movies, uh, and, and work. I mean, I guess you could read too, but I mean, it's, there's always that pull when I, when I'm on a a long flight and I actually flew back from Nashville to to Seattle, which is not a, it's not a, 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 a super lengthy flight, but it's five hours. Um, and I did work and you know what? The funny thing is, is again, is you've got that there, there's an instance on an airplane where you can get work done faster than normal because there is a limited amount of choice you have, right? It's, I mean, you, you actually, it's one of the few places in the world where you could still have a sense that no one can reach you. Right. And it's still a viable excuse where you say, I'm going to be in the sky for the next X number of hours. Like, okay, well, we'll talk to you when you get done. Um, Last thing I want to talk about is distractions because that is the the kiss of death for anybody, right? If you if something, um, I believe that distraction distra- there's a difference between disruptions and distractions. Uh, distractions are things that that um, you can mit- largely mitigate. So uh, you know your 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 phone notification going off, you could mitigate that. You could say, okay, you know what, I'm I'm gonna remove that. Whereas um, disruptions are things you can largely not mitigate so like you know your daughter coming into your your the only way you could stop your daughter from coming into your bedroom is either uh tying her up to a chair and that way you know she's there and she's not going to move or you know sending her out on a play date or something like that but i mean for for the sake of 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 argument just let's let's say that distractions are the same how do you deal with those so that you don't get pulled out of that sense of hyper focus out of that where, where things will slow you down or derail you completely I have a great quote that says um, that I use all the time. Uh, airplane mode is not just for airplanes. Mm-hmm. Right. And I shut off my when I need to do something, I shut off my phone or I put myself in a place where I can't be distracted. So there is a great app. I use a great uh, word processing document called um, Ohm Writer, OMM yeah. Writer. And Ohm Writer shuts off everything on my computer. Um, and I shut off my phone on Wi-Fi and or shut off my phone on airplane mode. And I, I have that ability to do nothing but uh, work. And, you know, I know that I'm, I'm doing it for here's as long as I can do it for until such point as I can. And so I set up, you know, Pomodoro method or whatever, 45 minutes this way, that way. Point being, the goal is to be able to do everything I need to do and get it done. And the distractions, some distractions are worth it. You know, if I could sit down and go into deep work, and that's why I have an office. I have an office because when you have a four-year-old kid and a nanny, I'm a single dad. I have a four-year-old kid and a nanny. And uh, that basically means I don't own my apartment anymore. It means it's owned mm-hmm. by the four-year-old kid and the nanny. <laughs> um, I come home early. I came home early a couple weeks ago, and there were five children and five nannies in my apartment. I'm looking around going, where the fuck? Who are you people? Where, where's my daughter? 
Yeah. So for me, I tend to focus on, um, I tend to focus on going into my office, my private office, getting my work done here, uh, going home, and I know I'll do other things after I put her to bed or whatever the case may be, but just being very aware of my time. Right, right. See, I'm the type of guy, and this is interesting because, like, I, if I know the dishes are dirty upstairs and it's not clean upstairs, that bothers me, and I have to, exactly. I have to leave the house. Exactly. I have to leave the house exactly. because otherwise I'm like, well, that – it's that pull of like, I can get that done quickly. And that's the, I guess, you know, you talked about dopamine breaks. Um, and I want to touch on this really quickly is that's the danger of the quick, the quick win is great when you need the quick win. But if you just get a bunch of quick and small wins, you never really get that big win taken care of, right? That book written, that proposal done, that, that company founded. Instead, you're spending all your time, you know, you know, quickly, I mean, just in email all day or you're, you know, dad, washing washing dishes or whatever, right? My dad used to my dad used to say his comment on baseball is that you can't win games by playing by playing catch up ball, right? Right. So you've got to get in front of it. You got to figure out ways to get in front of it. So Peter, uh, the book is out now. It's as as yep. of as of this airing. So uh, where can people get it? And and uh, where can they find you when they want to learn more about other than obviously traveling uh, in an airplane? Because if you're sitting next <laughs> to him, he's going to talk to you. <laughs> and no question about it. Let's just fake your death. So the book is called Faster Than Normal. It is uh, available anywhere you can buy a book uh, or just go to the website fasterthannormalbook.com and it'll direct you to your favorite book store of choice. Uh, my life is at shankman.com and I am at Peter Shankman on all of the socials. Peter, thanks for joining me today on the Productivityist Podcast. Pleasure was mine, Mike. Good talking to you again. Big thanks to Peter for joining me this week on the show. If you want to learn more about him and all the stuff we talked about, check out the show notes. Everything that we talked about is listed there, all the relevant links, all that stuff. And we also dove into routines and rituals, as well as four more questions, four last questions <laughs> on the bonus episode that's for members only. Head over to patreon.com slash productivityist to learn more about that. Thanks to John Poster for producing this week's episode of the show. Thanks to my team for helping put together the show in its entirety. And thanks to you for listening. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, host of the Productivityist podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. <laughs>